coming up this week. A small fire at the PCH Grill causes traffic delays at the Disneyland Resort, but no effect on the food. Uh, rain forces the closure of two Southern California amusement parks, and the Disneyland goats find their forever home. <laughs> Plus later, Mary Jo continues her Day 6 beach adventure. All that coming up next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 539 for the week of January 10th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jamalata Willie. Hello! Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there from Disneyland. There you go. And Luella Loriola. <laughs> hi, everyone! So, today was the day that everyone who was anyone made their pilgrimage to Disneyland. Except yeah. for me. Yeah. And, and, was and, and it was pretty much everyone. There. Yeah, was it packed? <laughs> yes. It no. was oh, every single pass holder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a million of them. It took me, I got there at 9.30. I got off of the freeway at 9.30. It took me an hour to get to the Esplanade. Wow. Because it was, it took so long to get to, through the parking structure. And I have, I'm pretty lucky in that I usually get on the first tram. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty much getting into the, I mean, the first tram that, that I get to, right. I, can, I get on. Yeah. Cause I'm usually by myself. Right, exactly. But so it was the, it was the traffic. And then as I left, I left around 3.30 this afternoon. The, what do you call that when you have two or more people? The HOV lane? That okay, goes into right. Disneyland. The bridge that goes into the Disneyland Drive yeah. was mm-hmm. backed up. There were so many people backed up who were still coming to the parks. And I was, I was thinking, by the time you guys get to Disneyland, Rivers of America is going to be closed <laughs> because it's dusk. The flag retreat yeah. ceremony is happening okay. as I, I think it was almost four o'clock when when I was leaving because I know that the flag retreat ceremony was ha- was already happening. Probably, I think yesterday. First, yeah, yesterday. Well, mm-hmm. I was watching all you guys from my deathbed this weekend. Oh. <laughs> I was out for the last few days. I was even out of work for the last few days, homesick with a cough. So between sleeping, I was watching Mary Jo Periscope like a crazy person. <laughs> so just I didn't re- see you on there. <laughs> no, I, I'm not on your Periscope. But I, you, that feeds in your Facebook, though. That's right. So I don't actually watch you, but I know that you're doing it because you just are doing that because it's your new toy. It's fun. I love the feedback that I get um, from people who are asking questions and and everything. It's and it's fun sharing. Today I was I was going all over Main Street saying, and I like this window, and I like this window. So, <laughs> see, that's the advantage you you guys have over when I go because if I try and do that stuff, my husband looks at me with like dagger eyes and my kids are like mom come on we're not working they they yell whenever i like want to go in the stores and look at stuff for the show and you know things like that it's i get yelled at it's like dang well so, it's something you. you have to do when you're by yourself not when you're with children you know yeah and unfortunately that doesn't happen very much anymore yeah, yeah i give really it a few years yeah. nancy it will I enjoy. I know. Watching. Once they once they don't love me and and they want nothing to do with me because they're that age. Yes, it's it's called age. <laughs> now 11. it's 
Yeah. Now it's the, you know, anytime I come down to the parks, Lily has to go with me. I'm not allowed to go down by myself unless I sneak out to go meet Mary Jo or something, which hasn't been able to happen in a while. But our our granddaughter loved the she called them the magic windows in the emporium. We must have looked at them three different times and watched. They them have all. a new one, right, Michael? Do you talk think? about the new one? Talk about the new one. Is I that seen the it Toy yet. Story one? No. Okay, because because that's broken. Um, Aladdin. 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 We saw. Yeah, she. That one is probably one of the most elaborate of all of them. So, um, I mean, what does it do? It, it's well. It starts out where you know. Well, the carpet is trying to keep a boo from grabbing that big jewel, and right. Aladdin then rises up, and he sort of rubs. And the lamp is on a little pedestal, and Aladdin rises up behind it and rubs the lamp, and then uh, you know the cave of wonders, you know, closes and everything sort of goes dark, and then um, when you come up, you're it's, a new scene just slowly starts to rise up. And you see Aladdin in the background and smoke and lights and all that start coming out of the lamp. And then even more smoke starts coming out. And then the huge genie rises up. And then suddenly all this gold, piles and piles of golden treasure starts rising up on multiple levels. And then finally um, Abu rises up holding the jewel in his hand. Oh, cute. So, yeah, and then and also Jafar looks inside a couple of times with Iago before the Cave of Wonder, you know, cl- closes. It's really cool. It's very well done. Mm-hmm. The scene changes are amazing, the detail. I mean, that whole scene changes. It's like you're watching a movie. Yeah, yeah. They're all very clever. So, and, and they seem to repair them fairly quickly when they go down and all that, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> So just as a reminder to Mark, while we're recording on Sunday, so Monday, today was the final day for uh, Phantasmic, the David Crockard Explorer Canoes, the Mark Twain, the Sailing Ship Columbia, um, for at least a year. Tom Sawyer's Island. Tom Sawyer Island, thank you. I knew I was going to miss one. Jungle Cruise goes down. Jungle Cruise goes down for a while. Haunted Mansion goes down for a while. Disneyland Railroad. Disneyland Railroad goes down for a while, for mm. at least a year. Utopia is going down for an unspecified period. <laughs> um, let's see, and then of course today was the last day for the Big Thunder Ranch Petting Zoo and Barbecue, and also wait, wait. the last day for Moment Aladdin. of Silence. I know, right? Moment mm-hmm. of Silence. And the last day for Aladdin. So, ever. Huh. Yeah, I had read, when I was at the parks, I had read around 10 a.m. I think people were already in line for the 6.30 p.m. Aladdin oh, show. It was um, crazy. Yeah. yeah. The, the lines there. Um, just, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll put a link in our show notes page for our, our rehab rehab page on the Diz. Um, I keep that up. Um, I, I check every, like, once or twice a week. Um, some, some sites are posting, like dates when the things are coming back but i am not sure that those are correct i can't verify them so i'm not going to post them Mm -hmm. um because they're they're like april 2nd which is like the beginning of the next fiscal quarter and sometimes disney just throws those dates on there to to have a date on there and so i if if i'm not positive i'm not gonna i'm gonna keep it as unknown because i just want to i would rather not have the information on there, then be wrong. So, 
Um, let's see what else we want to talk about. Oh, the Daily Fix. Have you been listening and are watching the Daily Fix? Um, that is our new daily video um, show on the Diz. Uh, you can find it at wdwinfo.com slash daily fix every morning at 9 a.m. Pacific. Um, that will feature, it features news from uh, across the Disney platforms. Uh, just a little bit of, of what's going on on the boards, any new articles and blogs and things, plus any uh, news of the day and any thing that's trending. So, it's a uh, nice synopsis of things happening. Yep, exactly. So be, be sure to check that out. It's on YouTube um, and it's on the www.info.com slash daily fix. So please be sure to check that out. Um, and got to say hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. If you want to listen live, uh, our new schedule this year is we are um, streaming live Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific. We are streaming both our new show and our segment for the week. So... We would love to have you in our chat room chatting with other folks and listening live. So it's a lot of fun and, and it's great feedback for us, like instant feedback. So it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What I, else? I love the interaction with our friends in Mixler, though. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up, um, Luella was mentioning before the show that the marathon is this weekend, right? Yes, the, is it the, it's Star, the Star Wars. Wars? Yeah, Star Wars Half Marathon oh, weekend okay. um, starts. So th- that's uh, going to be another busy weekend. Another busy weekend, although I don't know if many locals will stay in the park. Um, okay. Probably they'll run it and go home because there's so many things that are closed. But there are a yeah. lot of people that come out of town, so it's a little a little sad. There's a lot of stuff that they won't be able mm-hmm. to see. But it's going to be right. a fun weekend. It starts January 14. That's the first day of the expo. And okay. then Friday's the 5K uh, Saturday's the 10K, and then Sunday's the half. And how do the runners feel about the new no costume policy? Oh my that goodness! Was, like, well, just I, announced. <laughs> I will say for myself, me and my running buddies, we were going to be Jedi Knights, and we had Jedi uh-huh. capes, and we received the email that stated all the changes uh, with the costume, and it said right there, one of the first ones, nothing that can conceal a weapon. Parentheses mm-hmm. Jedi robes. Jedi robes. So, so, you're, so, so you're running naked. Is that it? <laughs> um, it's a so um, to the Walt Disney World Half Marathon or the the marathon is this weekend currently, and was looking at all the different people posting their costumes that had to either leave some of their costumes in their rooms or it was approved. So it's it looks like you know this will be a big test because it'll be Disneyland's first time to. With the new costume rules, uh, I'll see what will be approved and not. But we did change our costume because we just don't want to risk anything. And so do we have to wait or are you going to tell us what it is? <laughs> we're, we're hoping we can we can be a lightsaber, some version of a lightsaber. Um, but we don't know if we can make it. <laughs> so in the end, if it doesn't work out, we'll wear the T-shirt that they give us uh, when we check in. But um, I'm hoping one of the joys of running Run Disney is all the wonderful costumes. And so I'm hoping it doesn't just get all eliminated because that was one of the fun things why we were willing to spend a little bit more money. 
Yeah. Well, it looked like they were allowing a lot of the, um, a lot of like the Disney bounding style ones. And they were definitely allowing a lot of tutus at Walt Disney World because we saw plenty of those in pictures from everybody this weekend. Yeah. I think this whole thing is about concealing a weapon. That was, yeah. That seemed to be the theme. Tutus are allowed and Tinkerbell wings are allowed if they are clear. So you'll see a lot of those. Yeah. So. But it's, it's and if they uh, and if yeah. they won't bump other people, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's fun, you know. It's a, it's, it's going to be the second year for the Star Wars half, and since they have purchased this franchise, and we'll, the movie just came out, so we'll see, we'll see what what, what happens. But um, I'm volunteering this weekend, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the races. Very cool. Um, let's see. Let's talk a little bit about the other Disney Plus shows. Michael, you, uh, it's January, so connecting with Walt is back. It is. Yeah. Uh, the reason I was in, we failed to mention last week, <laughs> that the reason I was last in. Last week was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. I was in Disney World last week because I was on the Tuesday show, uh, the Disney World show in Orlando. So if you haven't watched it, be sure you watch it and you'll, you'll see what I look like. And then the exciting thing is, is that Craig and I recorded uh, episode six of connecting with Walt uh, live. Well, not live, but in the same room. <laughs> we were alive when we did it in the same room. And so that was a lot of fun for us. We've never done that before. So yeah, so episode six went up last Friday, connecting with Walt. And there we talk about uh, Walt and Roy's sort of uh, T- tumultuous devotion to each other that allowed them to create an empire. And I think we're going to find out, you know, it wasn't all Walt. Um, Roy had a tremendous amount to do with, uh, you know, creating the magic. And, and so we're going to, so if you don't know anything about Roy, you're going to know Roy really well by the end of the episode. This Friday's episode is episode seven, pursuing the dream without the dreamer. And we are going to talk about how did the Disney World project move forward when the man that whose idea it was was no longer there? Especially because most of the people left to carry on the project had never even been inside wet where all the plans were being made. And, and so we're going to talk about that and how it affected the project. Uh, there's probably one glaring way that we do know the project was affected because it's not, there's no city of tomorrow sitting in Florida. And then the, um, episode eight is up the creek. We're going to be talking about the Reedy Creek Improvement District. What does that mean? What is it? <laughs> we hear, we hear Pete on the Disney World show talk about it every once in a while. We're going to talk about what that meant and why it was critical to forming that improvement district in order to build the, the Disney World, um, the Florida project that Walt envisioned. And finally, on the, uh, the, uh, the last episode, we're doing something a little different. We're interviewing David Younger, who is uh, an author of a new book on theme park design. He is going to be talking with us about, um, you know, about creating a whole new world. How, di- how, um, what goes into designing a Disney theme park? And also, what what did the Imagineers do when they started to design Epcot, which was the very first Disney park that didn't have a castle sitting in the middle of it? So that was a whole completely different way of thinking for them. And finally, he, he's also going to talk about why is Disneyland the first theme park and not Knott's Berry Farm, as they 
like to claim. <laughs> and and he'll also have advice for, for our young Mouseketeers who think they might want to be a theme park designer someday. So that's what you have to look forward to each Friday in January on Connecting with Walt. Very cool. And just a reminder, we have another uh, or a, a brand new podcast that's out uh, this year called Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast that is going up um, on Mondays. And of course, Tuesdays is the live Orlando show that is at 10 a.m. Pacific every Tuesday. Uh, Wednesdays live uh, at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Pacific is The Trip um, with Jenny Lynn Knott, Teresa Eccles, and new this year, Jackie Daly. Um, That's so cool that Jackie's joining the team. She's yeah, Gay, She has Jackie a lot of... Gailey, sorry. Um, and that goes up... Uh, that's all, all about different parts of trip planning. And, of course, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific is the Universal Edition of the Zumplug. So, a full week of programming, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um... Any other housekeeping? I'm sure there's a lot out there. Uh, did we ever bring up that over in Disney California Adventure in the Hollywood studio area, they have um, costumes from Once Upon a Time on display in the windows? No. Those have been there, nice. haven't they? Have, have they? I only just noticed them now. They're kind of hidden, I hadn't though, noticed right? them. Are they on, are they, are they, they're like the far left? or are they? Yeah, they're far down the block. Um, yeah. Near a window that is displaying, you know, um, pet supplies, right, and all that. So folks haven't seen that. Um, anyway, there, there, there's some beautiful costumes. So which ones? The, oh, they they have one uh, from the Evil Queen. I couldn't tell you which one. That's okay. And there's then, only one Evil Queen. I know. I mean, I mean, one which costume it is. Oh, sorry. And then I know they have <laughs> one that Emma has worn, and then they have. I, I'm trying to remember if it's one of the male characters' costumes, but I'm almost positive all three are gowns. So, um, well, fun. Anyway, so they're very nice, and it's amazing how elaborate they are. Oh my god, they have probably one of the larger costume budgets for on television today, and Eduardo because they Castro because they spend nothing amazing. on sets; it's all digital. Well, yeah, but they do a pretty good job for acting in digital. Yeah. And and when I did think about, I was thinking back on our best of 2015 show. We talked about merchandise. Either there's some new merchandise lines for men that I forgot. I really got into oh, last year. The Harvey wallets. Uh, yeah, I really like those. Did, did I say that? And yeah, the, multiple times. <laughs> and, the, and the 20. He really likes them. And the 28th and Main clothing line uh-huh. for men, really nice. They're well. They're actually it's the clothing line for discerning gentlemen yes. and they have some really nice shirts uh, uh, collared shirts as well as their t-shirts and then they have other items also they don't uh, even look disney it, it's got that lion logo on it which is kind of cool right that's from yeah that's from walt disney's family crest mm-hmm. and then on some of them they do have a facsimile of walt disney's signature like you know somewhere on oh, the okay. shirt but it's not. Uh, it's not. Um, well, well. Sign my available. shirt. Sign my shirt. Yeah. But and um and Rob asked in the Chatterati. Yes, the 28th and Main is available in all the North American parks. I think I've seen them everywhere. So. Um, Tony is not here today, but good news for him. Panera opens tomorrow. Yay! Ooh. Right across from the Disneyland Resort, in front of the Fairfield Inn. There. Oh, that's so, nice. Yep, it opens Monday the 11th at 5 a.m. So, you get your pastry for breakfast and head to head to the Disneyland Resort. 
not at 5 a.m., but, you know. Um, so that's kind of cool. F- finally, repeat they have week. good soups and salads and yeah, sandwiches there too. Yeah. So that's very cool. Um, any other housekeeping? We're only twenty minutes in. Come on. Yeah. Well, it was busy in the parks. I was yeah, there was, Friday. Yeah, was, you know, to get that Latin. I think mm-hmm. between Tom, Michael, and me, I think we hit everything. That was closing. I, I went on Aladdin. Did you guys do Aladdin this weekend? Soren is closed, but we talked about that already. Yeah. Too. Well, Soren is closed. I mean, for a little bit, but it's then it's like closed and then open, closed. They're like programming it during the week and then having it open on the weekends. So. Yeah, it's going oh, down and, and up and I, down and up. I have had an opportunity to now compare both Star Wars launch bays. The one here and the one in Disney mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios. The one in Hollywood Studios, it, it has a lot of the similar things we have, but they have a lot of the little tchotchke stuff on display. Some of the smaller items that okay. are used in the films or facsimiles thereof. Um, we have more of the models of the ships than they do. Um, they both have Ray's um, land speeder. Um, on display, but I want to think <laughs> that, that thing is so ugly. <laughs> I want to. Well, it's a hybrid. I want. I, I want to think. <laughs> I want to say though that they have another larger model than we do, but for some reason I found ours more interesting. So uh, I, I think just because I liked all the ship models and stuff. Otherwise, they're pretty much um, the same. And the, so. they wouldn't have a, a Marvel section upstairs like we do, right? Because of the contracts no. with yeah, Universe. Yeah. Okay. There, there's no Marvel there. Okay. Very cool. There's no upstairs. There's no upstairs. There. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yesterday, we were in the parks, and we're in, in Town Square, and Chrissy's like, let's watch the flag retreat. I've never seen the flag retreat. I'm like, well, flag retreat really? isn't for another hour. Let's come back. So we went and did something. Then we came back for the flag retreat. And it was Saturday. So, you know, the Disneyland band was around. The Depper Dans were around. So we find a seat and are promptly told by some of the, the veterans that are there on a daily basis that, oh, you can't sit there. They're going to move <laughs> that bench. Okay. Uh, so we found another spot. And then it started drizzling, not raining, not, not even drizzling, just misting a little bit. And right before, like 3.44, right before it started, they came out and took the band director's box and took it backstage. And so they canceled the band, they canceled the Dapper Dans. And I'm like, okay, we'll get like the pre-recorded version of the, the, flag retreat what we got was a song while the three um security people came in we got the star spangled banner and we've got and we got the um stars and stripes forever as the as they folded the flag or as they as they marched out again and that was it so Christy has still never seen the flag retreat. I guess up. not. That's a very abbreviated <laughs> yeah, version yeah, of it. It was like weird. We were over in uh we were over at the Big Thunder Barbecue at the same exact time and they cast members immediately warned all of us that if it starts raining, they're shutting down. Wow. And and they said they've already had to shut down three days mm-hmm. um because mm-hmm. of rain. Yeah. But 
we were we saw you, you know at Disney World they have what they call the rainy day cavalcade that mm-hmm. they run when there's when it rains for a parade. Right. We we saw the rainy day cavalcade of Disneyland forever. Um, because we waited and waited and waited, <laughs> and then because of high winds, now you didn't feel any wind in the park, oh, but no. I guess it was up there. Upper elevations. What yes. they do, and they say this is a special, special light show just for you. And oh, I thought, oh yeah, right. And then, and what they <laughs> what they do is they they show the very beginning, uh, just the, the castle display you know, projections of Walt Disney, and then they play the very last segment, you know, when it's with the song and and all the little castle, you know, all the little castle lights and so all that. So they do the and, projection stuff. Right. And and it lasts maybe two, two to three minutes. And up and down Peter Main Pan, Street or up and down Main Street or just on the castle? We were right in front of the castle, so I don't know. Okay. I would, I would hope it was everywhere. Right. And then, and then they showed, and then, you know, Peter Pan says, just think all this is, can, is right. yours forever. And that was it. Spoiler alert. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh, Dina says they also do it at Small World. Okay. So I would hope, so I would think they do it on Main Street. So. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So they, 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 they thought ahead. So. Yeah. Just cool. for us. Yes. Just especially for you. Cause they knew you were in the parks. Yes. It's just like a little poof. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other housekeeping? Good. Okay, cool. Uh, we went to PCH Grill last night. How was it? It was, it was okay. Um, the food is still good. The, uh, like the, the tri tip was good. Little, little undercooked, but still good. The ribs were good. Uh, price has gone up a little bit. It was $27.99 for adults, $13.99 for kids. So not bad. Um, they got rid of the specialty pizzas before you could order like there was like a goat cheese and fig pizza. That oh they yeah, would, they would bring to the table. They don't do that anymore, but they will still do the pizzas for the kids. Where they, bring they make, the your, own make your own pizzas. So you so know, can my they s- make can they make a goat cheese and fig <laughs> pizza? <laughs> no. Oh. In fact, you, you've well, met my yeah, son, right? That was good. Uh huh. Wesley. Um, yes. Yes. So Wesley the was culinary a fa- expert. Wesley was infatuated with the, the, the liquid chocolate and the marshmallows and the graham crackers and wanted to put that on a pizza. Wow. He's ahead of his time. They would not allow it. Aw. Yeah, I know. And they're charging you more. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> they, they, they claimed cross contamination. Oh. They didn't want. So, oh, let's head over to news. There was a small fire today at the PCH Grill, where an exhaust Speaking vent of. in the pizza oven caught fire. Probably because somebody put in <laughs> some more pizza. marshmallows. <laughs> they, oh, crossed, they crossed the food. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Yeah, they did the cross. Uh, they did, yeah. But they, somebody didn't listen, and they put chocolate on the mm-hmm, pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, the blood blaze broke out just before noon today, uh, put out in 20 minutes. I'm sure they just like threw some, I don't know. Marshmallows on it or something. Uh, traffic in the area was affected for about 45 minutes, I guess, because of all the fire trucks and things. Um, but according I think they evacuated the hotel, did too, they didn't really? they? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, okay. yeah they did. Jeez. Uh, of course, there, was, there wasn't any danger. It was just the pizza oven. And, uh, so, yeah. That, I guess my son had, like, premonition or something. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> All right, continuing with the news, uh, the Disney Parks blog has announced that they have found a new forever home on a farm in Murrieta, 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 okay, California, for the Big Thunder Ranch petting zoos, goats, sheep, yes. and donkeys. So that's kind of cool. The farm is already the home of several retired goats. So, and and I guess these are really retired goats. They didn't just like. Never mind. I'm not. It's not the proverbial that. farm. Farm, yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, they're put out to pasture. Maybe they, you know, produce a little milk here and there. They're, they're wow. stud goats, probably. Yes. Maybe they're cheese, pr- and maybe they're into cheese production now. Oh. <laughs> yes, some goat cheese and fig pizza. <laughs> Circling. Back See, it all ties in together. It doesn't <laughs> yes. at all. It's my job here. I, that's I that's circle of life. Uh, okay, I Mark, have to make up Mark, for Tony's. Yeah, Mark so. in the chat room has has the idea has, has figured it all out. They got rid of the goat cheese and fig pizza because the resort the no goats longer has the goats. Ah, okay, cool. yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we we talked about the rain this week. Wet weather caused closure of both Six Flags Magic Mountain in Valencia, Jeez, California. Mean. And Knott's Berry Farm in Buena Park, California. Um, they were both closed Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. So they were closed two days in a row. Of course, it didn't affect Disneyland. Uh, well, it affected Disneyland, but not as far as closing. Um, it didn't also did not affect um, Universal Studios Hollywood. So, All right. We have talked a lot, and so that is the news. Time for Rapid Fires. Let's start with Mary Jo. Okay, I do have a couple, but they'll go quickly. Um, The Southern California special resident tickets are back. And so they're offering the two-day one park per ticket, per day ticket. It's $149. And then if you want park hopper tickets, it's an additional $40 to $189. Then they also have the three-day, one-park-per-day ticket with Magic Morning. That's $179. And the three-day park hopper ticket with Magic Morning, $219. And these tickets are available now through May 26. Not, um, they won't be used or not accepted during from March 20th through April 2nd, which is the spring break week. And you can buy the tickets up through May 19th. So, um, for any of the Southern California residents, and when you go online to purchase them, whether you do it through the Disney website or through local companies, they're going to ask for your zip code, and then that will establish whether you can have whether you can buy the tickets or not. So we have that. Say that again. I can't. You're not. You have to live in Southern California. I'm, I'm close. You're, you're, you're like almost on the borderline. You can rent a room at our house. Visalia, <laughs> California, which is just what half hour, forty minutes south of us, is. So that's that's about the dividing dividing line. Oh, um, and that's close to Sequoia. So and was, you're not making your wife drive a half an hour to go to work. No, um, <laughs> I was reading that you get the magic morning hour if if you buy online, but not if you buy in person. Is that correct? That's been my experience. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Does anybody in the chat room have you purchased them? That's been my experience. Okay. Is you have yeah. to get them you online to, to online get to that get magic morning mm-hmm. to get the magic morning. All right, very cool. And you have something else for us? I do. I just wanted to, to um, 
add also that the one park per day, sorry, I didn't add this earlier. <laughs> the one park per day tickets, they're not valid for visits to both theme parks. So you can't get the two day one park per day ticket and then go to Disneyland and then the same day go to California Adventure. You do have to use them on two separate days. Or okay? you could go to Disneyland twice too, right? Well, if, as long as yeah. you get your hands down. Yep. No, no, no. You could do go. Oh, you mean, just, yeah, yeah, you can, you can, yeah. yeah, but why would you want to do that? Oh. There's so much to do at California Adventure. No, there's not. <laughs> there, there is if you go to the Trattoria and to and, the and oh, and drink and... a few glasses of wine and spin <laughs> yes. around on your chair. Yes, yes. you're right, Mary Jo. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and experience the uh, expanded Cove Bar. Did anybody go there before we move on? No, but mm-hmm. I know someone who was supposed to go with us who didn't. <laughs> Oh, Tom. Not me. Shame on you. No, it wasn't Tom. I'm shaming him because I can. But we got to go to Carnation Cafe. And that was fun. Carnation Cafe was nice. Yes. There's some breaking news we've seen thanks to Musketeer Rob. Um, Inside Out has won the Golden Globe for Best Animated Film. Yay. Yay. I did see that. Cool. I should see that. that. Oh gosh, if you haven't seen it, Tom, get it. It's never such seen a, Inside Out. Yeah, it's it's worth it. It's good. But on to my my next rapid fire, which will probably be more rapid. Um, you know, the, since the several attractions are going to be closed, what Disneyland is going to do? I know. I'm I'm sorry to break it to well, you. So <laughs> what Disneyland's going to do is reduce the price of yes. uh, the passes, right? Well, and then we woke up. <laughs> Disneyland doesn't think the way we think. No. Disneyland says, you know what? Let's charge more. And then everybody goes, okay, now I have to pay this. I haven't heard too many people say I'm not going to pay. But um, what, what they're doing is the Disneyland Railroad is going to have two trains, one at the Main Street Station and one at the New Orleans Square Station. And they're going to have them stationed there with the engineers. I don't know if the conductors will be there, but the engineers will be there. And guests will be able to go up on the trains, have picture opportunities, ask the engineers about the trains, and kind of get up and up close and personal on the trains. So I think that's um, nice that they're doing that. So Mary Jo's going to get up close and personal with the um, conductors and engineers. I am. I'm going to find those hidden Mickeys because I heard that there's hidden Mickeys on those trains, and I'm I'm going to search. I'm going to periscope it. <laughs> And then, um, the, you know, the Jungle Cruise is also going to be going down for refurbishment. And while they do that, the skippers are going to be sharing, um, their own talks and tales of their adventures, um, working at the Jungle Navigation Company. So guests can go up and talk to the skippers and again, more photo opportunities. And I expect that that'll be very entertaining, you knowing know, how they are. You know what I wish the skippers would do? Remember two D23s ago, expos ago? Remember they had that little sort of game with the – it was sort of with the skippers where if you told stories, or um, you would get a little juju, you know, a little prize. Um, or if you or, – or, or they'd send you like on a little um, scavenger hunt for things. It's too bad they couldn't incorporate that. You know, into Didn't with the Jungle Cruise skippers, they, they brought it back the, yeah. briefly, yeah. And they are doing. I remember something like that in Adventureland, but that would be that would be really nice. Yeah, because because it would make it a little more interactive. They do have a um, a scavenger hunt in the Magic Kingdom at 
Walt Disney World that's similar to uh, you know those uh, you know those little sorcerer cards that they give out. People walk around and do that game. For, they used to have one at Disneyland too. Remember the VMK experience? Uh-huh. <laughs> and they had these VMK cards all over and used to go on different attractions and go to different spots. Yeah. And I didn't even play VMK and I got caught up in that. That was a lot of fun. Um, but to finish up this, this uh, not so rapid fire, um, they will also be offering the same type of experiences for the Mark Twain and the sailing ship Columbia where we will be able to go and talk to the skippers over there. You won't be able to steer it, but you'll be able to look at it, especially the Columbia ship. If you guys have not been down below, it's almost like a museum. You could see how they lived on these these small ships that they would sail around and see what their bunks were like and how they cooked and lived in them. So I highly encourage people to go on and check it out when it's there. Okay, I'm done. Very cool. Thank you, Marjo. All right, I will go next on not to be outdone. I have three rapid fires. Um, all they're all related. They're all they're all about buses. Um, so beginning sometime in January, tres estrellas de oro. How was that? Is that okay? Very nice. Okay. Well, it's we'll not begin, guacamole. But. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, we'll begin offering eight low cost daily trips to Tijuana, and one daily trip to Guadalajara, out of get this our beautiful Arctic station. Uh, one-way tickets to the bus station in TJ will run you $22, and a ride to the airport in Tijuana will set you back $32. A one-way trip to Guadalajara will cost $180. Um, Tres Estrellas signed a five-year lease to use the Arctic Station, so that's kind of cool that they're uh, adding more and more um, things to Arctic. All right, number two. Have you heard of Lux Bus? No. So, not sure how long this has been going on, but I, I discovered this a couple weeks ago, and it may have been there a while, but uh, Lux Bus America operates a terminal at Garden Walk. I know, right? So, Lux Bus will take you to Las Vegas, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, or Legoland. And they also offer a 10-hour Best of Los Angeles tour that includes L.A., Hollywood, and the beaches. So you can walk over to Garden Walk and hop a bus to Universal. That's nice. Uh, that is really cool. Um, they offer, on, the, on their website, they offer um, either transportation only or they offer transportation and ticket. Um, at this point, you might want to uh, just do the transportation only because the new system with the ticket pricing. Um, and I, I believe round trip to any of the any of the if uh, Universal SeaWorld or Legoland was thirty bucks. So uh, that's kind of cool that you can um, not have to worry about doing the the metro or anything like that. It just takes you. Directly to Universal, so I, I th- yeah, it's a nice alternative. Yeah, I think I may, I think I may try it, test it out, just to see how how well it works. All right, and in the related number three, Luxbus I discovered also offers offer also works with the Citadel outlets. So you really? four times a day, hmm. they have pickups from seven different Anaheim area hotels that go to the Citadel outlets in commerce. 
Uh, cost nice. is eight dollars each way. Um, and the hotels that uh, participate in this order, so they start at the Howard Johnsons, then they go to the Paradise Pier, the Annabella, the Sheraton Park, the Hyatt Regency, the Red Lion, then the Best Western Park Place Inn, and then they go to the outlets. So you want to be at the end of that list if you want if you want to use this, but because it's the same bus that makes the whole tour. Uh, so sixteen dollars round trip, and you can go shopping at the outlets and buy some Crocs. Uh, <laughs> sorry for my. If there's any left, if there's any left. We only buy like a dozen pair. Uh, that was a good deal. So those are my bus related rapid fires. Um, Luella. Well, uh, this is really exciting. Knott's Berry Farm is having a Knott's Berry Farm for the Cure. So now through March 18, Knott's Berry Farm and the Susan G. Komen Orange County Foundation, they're working together to raise a little bit more money for breast cancer awareness. And so they're offering a pink ticket as well as commemorative um, Knott's for the Cure t-shirts. So this is really great because usually a lot of things that happen for breast cancer waits till October, but now we can continue to support breast cancer. And this ticket is a wonderful deal. It's 40 bucks. And it's valid from January 4 uh, up until April 1. Not valid for any special or private events. But it's $40 for both the regular ticket as well as the uh, junior uh, or senior tickets. Um, so portion of the proceeds will go to um, the Susan G. Komen Foundation. And then um, if you want, you can also support um, by buying a T-shirt. So uh, something to think about, and you can just check the website. Also, Starbucks is coming to the Knott's Marketplace in March. Uh, it's going to replace the Dryer's Ice Cream Shop over there um, at Knott's. And lastly, there's um, while there's construction continuing at the Mrs. Knott's Chicken Dinner Restaurant, the Chicken to Go counter um, is going to temporarily move to the former cable car kitchen location, which is right next door. And... It's Which is also what the former, former Pinks, right? Yes, yeah. yeah okay. So it's it's really just across the way. You would park in the same location. Um, and we buy uh, the to-go chicken all the time, take it home. It tastes exactly like sitting in the restaurant. So uh, it's just another great way to still eat your favorite chicken um, despite the construction that's going on. And if, if I remember correctly, they're still using the kitchen in the to-go, air, uh, the old to-go um store and just taking it over to the the other storefront so they're not using the cable car kitchen kitchen oh that's good and and when did that close by the way does anybody know uh, that was the sandwich shop the new sandwich shop right that's right yeah i'm not sure uh, right. seems ever changing yeah, yeah i know all right thank you ma'am uh michael well you might remember a few weeks ago i talked about how Walt, um, Walt Disney Studios has and Archives has restored Walt Disney's original office with some original artifacts and some recreated artifacts. And then D23 said, hey, you know what? This is going to be part of a tour. So you're going to be able to see it. And we <laughs> all, we all foolish, foolish, foolish <laughs> Disney fans. We thought it was going to be added to an existing D23 Walt Disney Studio tour. But guess Ooh. what? We know people who already went on the studio tour after the after the office was open, and they were told, well, the office isn't quite ready yet, so we can't take you on the tour. And I thought this was very suspect. 
And then lo and behold, there's a new D23 tour, behind-the-scenes experience, Walt Disney's office suite. So the first one is already sold out, and that was for Friday, January 29th. But they say, they describe this as, be, um, you know, that you get to a tour Walt Disney's newly restored office suite on the Walt Disney Studios lot in Burbank and attend a special presentation by the Disney Photo Library team. And then the event concludes with a delicious three-course meal at the Tama Shanter. And it begins... um the experience will begin at 2 p.m. at the Walt Disney Studio, and then the meal begins at 6 p.m. at the Tamo Shanter Restaurant. So, some of the, and then, um, the, the nice thing is, is that you get to offer, uh, you know, not only do you get to see Walt's office, but you get a behind the scenes glimpse of the archives efforts to digitize its vast collection of photography. Um, and, and that'll be presented to you by Disney Photo Library archivists and then and then also you get you will get a one of a kind exclusive gift created just for you as well as one of a kind just for you and how many people are on this tour 30 of your closest friends who are on the tour so 30 of a kind yeah i don't know how i don't know who else is is going to be on there (laughs) and then um you also have um, time to shop at the disney studio tour and then, then you'll get to eat at the Tamashanter, which a lot of the studio, Walt Disney Studio staff, animators, and Walt Disney himself, um, would go to the Tamashanter. And you have to provide your own transportation from the Disney Studios to the Tamashanter. That was my next question. Yeah. <laughs> and they will provide the complimentary valet parking. So oh, anyway, so nice. that's very exciting, isn't it? Now, so like I said, the January 29th one is sold out. However, this tour will also take place on April 9th, June 25th, and November 19th. So you want to keep an eye out on the D23 website, d23.com, um, on the events um, section to see when these announcements come up. Uh, another looks, so, so now let's say that Wow, this is something you really want to do is to see the the office. Oh, and uh, Carol told me how much it was, but they've taken down the price now. I think that tour was around two hundred and forty five dollars, but I'm not but it sure. Dinner, right? It does. It includes $200 dinner. Two hundred dollars to go see Walt's office. Yeah, and see the photo archives, and uh, and get an exclusive gift. Yeah, you know that must be cool. I mean, yeah, it's and, about ten bucks, and then um, and then eat at the Tamashanter. That's Chinese production, but, but the experience is priceless. Anyway, so let's say now that you want to become a gold member in D twenty three, you get a very cool um, gold member gift, and actually it relates right back to the office of Walt. Um, what it's going to be is recreations of. Um, items from Walt's office. If you become a D23 gold member from January 1st through December 31st, 2016, um, you get a Walt Disney cartoonist envelope from 1921, a Laughagram Films Incorporated business card from 1923. Remember, these are all recreations. The Ocean <laughs> Hop poster art from 1927, which was, uh, which was a poster from, um, uh, of Oswald the Rabbit. So, and it, this one salutes American air ace Charles Lindbergh. 
Um, and everything okay telegram from 1928. This, of course, is the famous telegram that Walt, um, sent to his brother Roy after Walt learned that they have, they know they did not own the rights to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and that Universal's product, um, Universal Studios had basically hired away all of their staff. And then, of course, we all know that, um, Walt created Mickey Mouse on that train ride back to, um, Los Angeles. Um, you get the Disney Hyperion Studio letterhead from 1923. Minnie's Yoo-Hoo sheet music from 1930. This was basically, this was the official club song of the original Mickey Mouse clubs that were in movie theaters. And um, one of the creators of the music was Walt Disney. Um, Walt and Lillian Disney's Christmas card from 1931, um, three years after the debut of Mickey Mouse. And it's really a cute little picture um, on there. And that this started sort of the long tradition of illustrated studio cards. A Silly Symphonies film industry trade ad from 1932. And um, a publicity photograph of Walt from 1938 for um, a radio show. Um the staff handbook organizational chart at 1943 and if we've seen recreations of this where it has this organizational chart with the direct line of everybody reporting up to Walt Disney so um the memory book sketched by Walt Disney in 1944 and uh, is something that he sketched um for people um at uh, for a special dinner at the Hollywood um, Roosevelt Hotel. A London train shop receipt in 1949. This is when Walt was in London and he bought his first steam engine for his backyard. And the thing is, um, Harper Goff was also in the shop trying to buy the same steam engine. Um, of course, Walt succeeded in buying the train, but Harper Goff got a job that made him a Disney legend for he helped design Disneyland. And of course, then, of course, Harper got the last laugh. The Walt, the train Walt purchased was damaged, being um, shipped back to the United States and it never worked. Um, Walt Disney fan card of Walt 19, from 1954, Walt Disney Mickey Mouse Club notes in 1954, invitation to the 30th anniversary party that Walt and Lillian held four days before Disneyland opened in the um, Golden Horseshoe Saloon, a Disney press review pass, an inner office memo to Ward Kimball. Um, talking about the trains, Walt Disney's autograph from 1958. These are the, this is a facsimile of the little cards he would carry with him to give out mm. to people in the parks. We saw that in Saving Mr. Banks. Um, he did that. It's an, it's a small world note card from 1964. And, um, of course it was done by Mary Blair. Um, some promotional materials for Mary Poppins from 64. Postcard of the interior of Walt's plane, the Grumman Gulfstream 1, um, in 1964. This is what Walt wrote in to go back and forth between California and Florida. A Walt Disney production passed to the studio in 1966. And finally, Walt's notes on the famous Epcot film script um, from 1966. It was not broadcast until two months after Walt Disney had passed away. So there are some um, really cool things here if you want to become a D23 Gold member. 
you know if that's good for renewals too, or just new members? No, it's so good. It's renewals good for renewals. Need not apply? No, it's good for renewals. It's good renewals. Okay, yeah, cool. it's if you join or renew from January first through December thirty first. Very cool. Awesome. I have to see when I need to renew again. Yeah, because for twenty fifteen, they recreated a small version of the. Um, the portfolio that Roy of of all the sketches, preliminary sketches for Disneyland that Roy Disney took back to the bankers in New York to get funding for Disneyland, and um, so so you know that Herb Ryman helped um, draw, so uh, that he did draw. So that's um, so that was very cool. So it's nice that they're continuing that tradition of these historic gifts. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome, Nancy. Okay, well, I got a couple things for you since I'm rounding out the day here. Let me uh, start off with some updates coming out of Universal. Um, you know, as we know, they are ticking down on opening Harry Potter in the spring. Um, but we have heard about two new things that are coming in 2016. Um, the first, they're going to be kicking off Halloween Horror Nights with a permanent year-round walkthrough attraction. So they're building it in, in opening it in time for Halloween Horror Nights. Um, they are. Didn't they thinking, have? Didn't they have one and they tore it down? <laughs> right. This one's actually going to come in and um, and go very close to where the old one was. Okay. And that's the one that we're walking through, like a tomb, right? I yeah. think so. And it's yeah. there. It possibly looks like it's going to be themed to The Walking Dead. That isn't fully and officially confirmed, but that's what the rumor mill has it on right now. And then also, there's going to be a new dark ride coming. So, um, it's going to be, they don't know anything quite about it yet, but it's going to be um, themed to Universal's upcoming animated film, The Secret Life of Pets, which is coming out this summer. My kids are already bugging me about seeing it. <laughs> um, and it's probably going to be in a new structure near the Transformers building on the lower lot. Hmm. Um, probably in the same basic area where they, um, a year and a half ago, tore down um, Soundstage 28, which was the Phantom of the Opera Soundstage. So the, the infamous Haunted Soundstage right. is no more. So it's probably going to come up around there somewhere. But, yeah, they're looking... Um, you know, people were saying, oh, it'll probably go into Revenge of the Mummy. But that's apparently not the case. So, um, and then rumor has it, um, a stronger rumor has it that uh, Waterworld may be eventually coming to an end. Whoa. As a possible site for Diagon Alley. Huh. That rumor's been around forever. That rumor has been around forever, but um, it's it's being discussed even more lately. How close so, is Waterworld to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter location? Very close. Close. Yeah. Very close. Like so the would back, they... Re- mm-hmm. Like the back of Harry Potter probably backs up to Waterworld, right? Seems like? Something like that. Yeah. I, I've got some pictures that I took from real high, from like the 22nd floor of the, of the Sheridan looking down onto the park. So I'd have to kind of... Take a look at the map now versus what's on Google Earth. So I'm wondering if they would be able to do the Hogwarts Express attraction. Well, and that's been a big thing. 
that's been a big thing they've been talking about. Would they run it out into the back lot and then bring it back? Or would they do it short but make you feel like you were going faster than you were? Mm -hmm. You know, there's all kinds of different, you know, little things they could do to try and work on that. So, so who knows? But more to come on that at a future date. But those are our latest rumors coming out of, um, coming out of uh, Universal, and then moving it more to a Disney aspect. Disney's El Cap Theater has um, listed out movie t- movie dates all the way through the summer, um, reminding people still that there's still a couple um, special activities you can do with Star, with Star Wars while it's um, there th- through the end of the month. Um, um, still left on the 14th, the 21st, and 28th, they have their exclusive cosplay and cocktails event with, um, with Star Wars. It includes private viewing of the costume display, beer, wine, soft drinks, hors d'oeuvres, and a souvenir photograph for $40 plus the cost of your movie ticket. There's also the special, um, the special Dave and Buster's, um, experience now. Let me get over to that one. Dun, 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 dun. They have a Dave and Buster's experience at El Capitan Theater? Yes, because there is a Dave and Buster's, you know, basically across the street at Hollywood and Highland. Now that's a relatively new Dave and Buster's. Like, it hasn't been there very long at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it, um, you get, for it's a $40 meal and movie ticket. It includes one reserved ticket to see Star Wars at the El Cap, popcorn and drinks sold separately. An entree at Dave & Buster's in Hollywood. Choose the entree on site from the Dave & Buster's Eat and Play menu. All meals come with unlimited soft drinks, iced tea, or milk. And then you get a $10 Dave & Buster's game card. So you want to call 818-845-3100 to book your meal and a movie ticket. Um, reservations are required. Tickets must be booked no later than one business day in advance. And age restrictions apply after 10 p.m. at Dave & Buster's. Because there, are, there is a 10.30 p.m. show at, um, at the El Capitan for the movie. Um, so that is their exclusive offer there. And then to kind of keep you up to date as to what's coming for your, in case you're planning a future vacation, um, Star Wars will close. Um, February 12th through the 15th for Valentine's Day, they are showing Lady and the Tramp on the big screen. Oh, that'd be great. It is. And you can purchase a Valentine dinner in the lower lounge in addition to a movie ticket. So, how romantic. And um, the Valentine's Day dinner, because it's slow coming up. Come on. Spaghetti and meatballs. I'm almost betting. You would think, but the (laughs) internet at this house is... I hope somebody's playing an accordion singing, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while she's doing that, going back to to Universal, um, if you're thinking of going there, make sure you are on their email list. Um, I got an email this week offering uh, $10 off the annual pass. So instead of 109. Oh, send that to me, please. 
It's <laughs> only good for this email address. It says, Dang. yeah. Um, so it's uh, ninety nine dollars instead okay. of one oh nine for for the Ooh. standard standard annual pass. So just keep keep an eye on that if you, if you are planning a trip to Universal, get on their mailing list and or email. Okay. List, I got excited for a second. Um, it is val- a candlelight dinner um, from and it's catered by Michelli's in Hollywood. And Michelli's is actually a really good little um, Italian restaurant that's actually right off of Barham and Cuenga. So it's right there off the intersection of the cut through from, um, it's very close to Universal Studios. Um, so if you're ever in that neighborhood, Michelli's is a really good restaurant. Um, you mu- And guests must purchase both a movie ticket and dinner ticket to attend that event. So that's good to know. Um, then we move in March 4th, um, to April 10th is Zootopia. And that features our favorite Jenny Goodwin as Officer Judy Hopps. And if you guys haven't seen some of the cute previews for that recently, you should, uh, definitely, um, you should definitely check that out. And they are having Meet Judy Hopps events. So that's going to be the big thing. You, I, I guess it's a either a stage or a photo experience with Judy Hopps afterwards. Then April 15th to May 1st, The Jungle Book in Dolby Atmos Sound and Dolby Vision 3D Laser Projection. So this will be the new... Uh, live action. Live action Jungle Book, yes. I'm so waiting. I can hardly wait till that Yeah, it out. looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I was and very I'm- skeptical of it, but everything I've seen, it looks great. And then May 6th to May 22nd, Captain America Civil War. The uh, movie you've all been waiting for where everyone hopes that Captain America kicks Iron Man's butt cranky <laughs> pants. <laughs> I like Iron Man. No, this is like the... Div- this was a very divisive comic book series. When it, when they brought out Civil War in the comics, it, it basically became the register... It's... It, Tony Stark takes the side of the Registration Act, the Superpowers Registration Act, which eventually led to the death of Captain America in the comics. Spoiler oh, no wonder they're about to fight. Well, I saw the trailer, and it does look amazing. It looks really good. Right? It does. Yeah. It looks fabulous. And, of course, it features the ever-so-sexy Sebastian Stan, who we can't, you know, not mention. For you oncers, he was the Mad Hatter. Very, very... Very good looking. But, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been able to come back because he's been too busy being Bucky Barnes. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Bucky is the Mad Hatter? Yes. You never oh, well, put yeah, that together? Character names. All right. <laughs> Comic book chat with Mary yes. Jo and Nancy. <laughs> Nancy yes, thank you. All right. Are you done? Ma- um, ma'am? Yeah, that's pretty much okay. as far as they go out. Cool. So it doesn't sound like there's a lot of exciting extras um, with some of the future movies, but, well, you know, who knows? Maybe they just haven't announced them yet. This is just a big thing. This is the first time they've done a partnership with, like, Dave & Buster, you know, mm-hmm. with, like, a company like Dave & Buster's for the movies. So that that tells me that they're, you know, trying to work. And, and Michelli's, they're, cater- you know, catering in, you know, some of their special events. Mm-hmm. So... Kind of, kind of sounds like they're trying to play with some different guest experiences at the Elk. 
Very so. cool. All right. Thank you, Nancy. Okie doke. All right. Um, forgot to remind y'all, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. And, of course, links to anything we talk about, plus links to all of our other family of shows, is at www.dizunplug.com. Uh, thank you all for joining us. For those listening live on Mixler, stick around for uh, Mary Jo's talk about the beaches of Continuing to talk about the beaches of Southern California. <laughs> with uh, with Thor. With Thor, As yes. our special guest. Yes. <laughs> the continued comic book chatter. <laughs> Woohoo! right, that is going to do it for this Aquaman. segment. Spoiler and alert. Aqu- Ooh, Aqu- Aqu- he's not Marvel. Uh, that is okay. going to do it. <laughs> They're very diverse on that yes, show. Yes, thank you. It's a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged family of shows this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. Bye.